this is Genoa. This is Yusuf. And this is In Flight Entertainment. Hey, uh, we are in February, meaning we are in the blackest month of the year, uh, being a Black History Month, even though that's BS because every month is Black History Month. Uh, but we're just highlighting more black and black movies this month. Um, but we do we we give you a plethora of different uh, films, as far as the genres, because it's been a really good year the past few years with black cinema. You know, um, now this one is the third release from Jordan Peele, uh, which was released uh, last summer, uh, and it's called Nope. Yes, it. Um... It's amazing it's only his third film, but according to IMDb, (laughs) this movie, Nope, is about the residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. So let's just go down. Jordan Peele's first movie, Get Out, Mm -hmm. was about uh, white people taking over black people's bodies (laughs) uh, to stay youthful. Mm -hmm. Us was about oh, da, 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 oh okay for me us was about code switching and doppelgang doppelgangers yes. right yes double consciousness as like far as black america I, it, it's it was the code switching yes that i i can never remember that word but yes code <laughs> switching 100% yes. and then nope is I mean, so the story is about an alien animal uh, eating people, but it's not really about that. Nope. <laughs> oh, right, so you know, like the what's the name? Yeah, why a brain fart? You know, like a word, like every letter has is a meaning of a word. What they call it? What's the name of what they call it? What's the? It's not. Is it anagram? E- yeah. So yeah, nope is that. You know what I mean? you know what it is? No, I don't. Uh not of planet Earth. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's a joke. It was an interview when I read a uh, George Peel. He was like, oh well actually the title like is an Anna, what you call it. <laughs> it's like not of planet Earth. I'm like, ah, interesting. Okay. So you okay. Also, oh, you all over the place with these double meetings. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so, for, I've watched this movie twice in the past week. Okay, good. Uh, I actually, that's what I was gonna ask. That's why I was gonna ask. I'm like, did you watch it once? Because if you watch it once, it ain't really gonna do you much justice because there's so much stuff in this movie. If you watch it first viewing, it's all this shit's gonna go over your head. Yeah. Well, so, and he does a nice job of jumping back and forth, like, to introduce each character. He sort of jumps back in history and then comes to the present to where they all are in the story, Mm. um, which is great. But also, if you're not really focused on it, if you're being, if anything disrupts you, you, you can get lost in the movie very easily. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot of subtle blinking you miss stuff happening in this movie. 
Yes. Yeah. So who who is in who's starring in the movie? Okay, so uh, we have uh, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Kiki Palmer, Chateau represent, uh, and we have Brandon Paria Paria Paria. Uh, then we have Stephen Yoon, David Keith, of course, and that amazing voice of his. Um, and speaking of amazing voice, Michael Wincott. Oh, God. It was, it's, it's so funny. Like, every time he was on screen, I was like, why do I recognize him? Like, yeah, I know him from old. somewhere. <laughs> oh, he's from Robin Hood. He's the guy that's going to dig it, uh, mm-hmm. Robin Hood's heart out with a with a spoon. Oh, mm-hmm. And he was in a crow. He was the villain in the crow. Oh. <laughs> That's all I really know him from. I'm like, yeah, he was the, the, the villain in the crow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With that long hair. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, every time I see him, I just get so giddy because he's never in movies anymore. Like he's barely in anything anymore. Yeah. And, yeah, we, we need more of him. He is a, he's has a very distinct look and sound to him. Oh yeah, and I'm amazed he. I was. I'm amazed like directors, well, at least in the '90s, didn't cast him for like westerns or anything like that. Because I mean, that's your guy, man. Like, still, I had him put him on the horse with that gravelly voice. Like, <laughs> anyway, it was a missed opportunity. But yes, yeah. But I'm glad Jordan Peele recognized the realness and got him in this movie. <laughs> so I wonder if like he's chosen to to like cut back on acting, or he's not being cast. Like, is he taking uh-huh. care of himself and just like fuck this shit? Uh, possibly, possibly. There's a lot of actors, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's just like uh, my man, uh, short round in uh. Indiana Jones, that's it everywhere. Like, he didn't do anything, like, at all for decades. Yeah. But that, (laughs) I don't know if that was that, and I don't think that that was self imposed. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, I don't think people are casting him. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm pretty sure maybe throughout the decades, he probably got maybe one or two calls because maybe it was a big someone that was a fan of Goonies was like, I always like Data from Goonies. I'd love to have him in my movie. <laughs> maybe once or twice. I'm sure he probably got a call once or twice. Yeah, so the first thing on Michael Wincott's trivia page is that he doesn't buy into the whole Hollywood thing that he's he's in it for the art, so that's probably why he's not doing a whole lot of stuff. Gotcha. <laughs> that makes sense, you know. Because he's like, he's not American. Isn't he like British or Australian or something like that? I know he's not yeah, American. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably for Anyway. Alright, so um, which part like, cause this, like I said, this movie deals with a lot of themes, a lot of just different themes. Uh, what I got out of it is, okay, to the Michael Wincott character, right? So his character for me represented, you know, well, to get it back, okay, let's rewind it back. Okay, so he's a director, right? Uh, he's a he's a famous, he's a he's a known director, um, and. He's kind of like an older director. He's a seasoned veteran, if you will. He's trying to, you know, uh, he's trying to 
grasps a project that, you know, kind of redefined his uh, his art, you know, because like he's seen it all before. He's like, all right, I've been in I've been in the industry for so long. It's nothing you can see me. It's really nothing to pursue at this point. But the pursuit of this, you know, unidentified flying object is what entices him, right? It's like, oh, this is the impossible. Like, I'm chasing after the impossible. So for me, he was the representation of like sacrificing like yourself for your art. Because at the last act, his demise was something that he didn't have to do, but he did anyway, because he was trying to chase that, you know, he's trying to chase the impossible, right? What ultimately was his demise. So he pretty much like right. well, he, well, he was willing to give his life for his art. Right, right. So it's like this movie touched upon a lot of different elements within not only, you know, I guess life, but the movie business. It's definitely about the movie business. <laughs> like a, <laughs> Yes, because we have the there's another uh, character, uh, Ricky Duke Park, who was a child actor and was traumatized as a child on set when a chimp basically goes berserk and kills everyone except for Ricky. Right. Yeah. He, well, yeah, he kills Ricky. They, he kills two cats and pretty much dismembers one of the cast members face <laughs> right yes yeah. yeah so the uh the 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 little girl on set he eats up her face yeah yeah that, yeah Ooh, that was pretty that it's, was pretty well it's funny because in the trailers like you see that that character's face like why is it all dis- disfigured and you don't get why when you're watching the trailer and then you're watching the movie and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> that's that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and that, I, I think that's what I really liked about like the first teaser because it's showing you all these different images. You don't know like why, like, or what, like what? Cause I was like, okay, she could be an alien cause her face all effed up. Right? Yes. That's exactly what I thought when I saw the trailer. (laughs) It's like, she's an alien. She's hiding out. That's why. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. And then I thought uh, the chip knuckle was like an alien knuckle. Like, oh, it's like sad. Mm -hmm. Like, the aliens is coming out. Like, it was a good, like, bait and switch because we actually watched the movie. It's like, oh, there's none of that. That's a good use of marketing. Mm hmm to intrigue your audience to want to go see the film. Uh, but then during the film, pay it off in a different way so that you don't give everything away in the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Think, you know, whoever's doing the marketing for his movies, like, you all need a raise because it's <laughs> fucking fantastic work. There's been trailers that have come out for, for movies lately that either give away the entire story mm-hmm. Or you watch the trailer and you're like, what the fuck is that about? Like, why am I going to go see this? <laughs> All I see is like people jumping around and dancing and probably doing a shit ton of coke. I don't uh, know what this movie is about. Uh, that would be Babylon. Babylon. The only thing you need to know is Magarabi is in a red dress spinning around. Fighting a snake. That's all like... That's what I get from the trailer. Which I have not seen, by the way. Um, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's a whole other whatever. Um, right. But yeah, but let's talk about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so pretty much the movie focus on uh you know this ranch uh this black uh, this black business um so pretty much what this business is they uh you know they raise horses you know like stunt horses for westerns and things of that nature um you know and on this when the movie kind of the movie falls in a particular scene or the situation where the father that owns this business uh, is killed from a flying object that comes from the sky. So now the sister and brother are the sole proprietors of this business. So they have to figure out how to pick up the pieces, so to speak, uh, of keeping this black business afloat. Uh, at the same time, Jupe, the the character that um, General mentioned, played by Stephen Yu, kind of runs this little small kind of Western theme carnival type theme park <laughs> out in <laughs> out in wherever they were uh which is pretty interesting it's like huh like who would actually drive out here <laughs> to this <laughs> to this little western well, when you have thing. when you have kids that you need to entertain sometimes they'll drive random places to go yeah. True, true. Yeah, I mean, and it was busy. Like when they went into this part, this music park, it was a lot of people there. And then yeah. when, the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, okay. So Jupe, you know, he, instead of dealing with his trauma, he repackaged it and sold and sells it for profit, right? You know, he never really dealt with that, what happened on set with him. So, right. you know, he was like, well, instead of like really confronting and really dealing with what happened to him as a child, I'm going to repackage it and make it a profit. And, and because I'm in a business, so I'm making a business out of it because I was raised to make you know, make a business out of it. Uh, right. There's even like there's a scene where when he meets Kiki's character, uh, and she's like, oh, shit, you were on that TV show. And he, and he starts to talk about the Saturday Night Live skit. And that scene is just so powerful because you can mm. see, like, mm. Emerald and OJ are so uncomfortable, but she's also fascinated by it and doesn't know if she should laugh or be like, dude, I'm so sorry. That's dark. Yeah. Uh and he's uncomfortable. You can tell he's uncomfortable telling the story, but also knows that that's the type of thing that people want to hear. So he's acting because he knows that he needs to act like the monkey that he was on the, as a child on the TV show. It's just like so many levels of disturbing and connecting and trauma. And yeah. you feel for all three of those characters yeah. at that was, one moment. It was, it was, I mean, this movie is deeper than a lot of people give, give it credit for. I mean, like you said, that, and then on top of that scene that you're, that you're talking about, if we peel the layer back even further in that scene, would you you recognize or you realize that Jupe is not even telling his account of his trauma. He's telling it through the skit of SNL. So he's yes, not even yeah. ready to just like tell his truth about the incident. 
he goes right to Saturday Night Live's account of the trauma. I was right. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, yeah, you're right. That scene was like, damn, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know, I know this movie is called a horror movie. I don't know why. No, no, uh, it feels more like an action film um, that could be used by psychologists to help them understand what their pa- patients are sort of resonating with and the different parts of the film because there are like you deal with the, the loss of a father uh, so you have the fa- father-son relationship you have the the relationship of brother and sister in there you have like a traumatic incident and blocking that all out so you have a bit of PTSD in there mm-hmm. um, yeah. like yeah. It's it's just it's a movie about trauma. Yeah, yeah, it's not a horror. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's one thing I will say. <clears throat> like Universal Pictures to distribute this movie, they shouldn't have marketed this as a horror movie. Uh, for me, it's it was, it was a, it's a sci-fi it's a sci-fi mystery movie to me. Like there's there's. I think because of Get Out and Us, they wanted to lean into like, oh, this is Joe Peel's next you know, kind of horror thing. But like, when you watch like this, no, this is a This movie like gave me Close Encounter vibes yeah. <laughs> and like Jaws vibes, of course, because, you know, the mystery of what you see in the clouds that you probably see that you probably didn't see, you know, like the mystery of like the threat, right? Like I was like, okay, this is like some close encounters of the third kind, these jaws, like I, I'm with this, I'm with this, this is cool. Like there's nothing horrific about like the things that I'm, that Jordan Peele was pulling from like cinematically, you know? Yeah, it was a horrific scene of like what happened with the flashback with the chip. Yes, that was definitely... <laughs> A horrific scene. Error, yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, you're so right with the Jaws comparison because you really don't see what's attacking them until halfway through the movie. Whereas in Jaws, I think it's what thirty minutes, forty minutes into the movie before, or or is it two thirds into the movie yeah, before you see it? Yeah, I think what it actually would when they set sell on the orca boat actually which is probably damn near an hour into the movie because like you see the fin like yeah on the beach but so, it wasn't when they took off to try to find jaws that we actually see his face kind of pop up yeah so you're, yeah you're right it's a, it's about two-thirds into the movie yeah 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 so yeah so like this right like you kind of see the threat in the in between the clouds but you don't really know what it is and the, i have to say okay we see we <clears throat> We've seen this in theaters, and what made my skin like like the hairs of my skin stand up and like just like had me so like uh the sound design of this movie is chef's kiss because <laughs> when you hear something kind of pass through the clouds, it's like the the UFO is silent. But you hear the screams or the yells going across the clouds of the people that's trapped in this UFO. And the sound design was so amazing. Like you just heard just kind of the far left, just kind of like a scream of like people yelling and screaming, ah, 
help me, help me. And it kind of just going to the left. It just going to the clouds. You just hear a little bit of like screaming in the distance. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and then after it wasn't until we seen, you know, what what the the alien or the UFO ship, we actually see what it does to people, sucking them up in it. That it made sense that you were hearing kind of subtle, like kind of scream noises throughout the clouds floating from left to right. I was like, holy, this is like the sound design was just so good in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So if you watch it on an airplane or at home, you're not going to get that same experience because you don't, unless you have surround sound. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but you still kind of hear the the yelling kind of flying you, across. Yes, the sky. you hear the yelling, <laughs> but what you're describing is like the yelling coming from left or right in front of you, behind you, yeah. which is way more effective when like you're in that theater experience, or yeah. if you have your living room set up that way. True, true, <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> um, yeah. So I, 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 yeah, like you were saying, to Jill's point, like this movie definitely deals. With a lot of different like things, um, you know, like yeah, you said, trauma being one, and another thing is a whole thing of spectacle, right? Like, uh, you know, like exploitation, things of that nature, you know, like yeah, it definitely a running theme of exploitation and spectacle. Um, you know, the alien shit was so funny. I was talking to. Uh, uh, a friend of mine, like a younger, he's he's a young, he's a younger cat. He said, "I fi- I watched dope. I finally watched dope." I said, "Oh, cool." He said, "Dude, I finally get it. Like this movie is so deep." He was like, "That alien, that alien is supposed to be." <laughs> it's like he said that alien is supposed to have been Twitter, right? I just <laughs> followed for a minute. I was like, "You probably you're not wrong, actually." <laughs> he was like, "Yeah," because like that's what I get. It's like that's Twitter. Like you know, don't 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 engage with Twitter. Don't look at Twitter. If you engage with it, it's gonna suck you up and kill you. That's like social media, man. That's what I got from that movie. Nope, that alien is social media. It's I was like, I didn't get that interpretation, but I'm like, you know what? You probably hit the nail right on the head <laughs> because the point is, you can that that alien can represent so much. <laughs> that could be a representation of so much like pop like, societal shit. Uh, uh. uh, yeah, I wasn't thinking of that, but totally yes, can get that pers- Yes, totally get it. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to, yeah, social media. You don't want to look at it. Don't want to engage with it. Uh, that's why I've removed most most of it from my phone. <laughs> Yeah, it was just amazing. It's like one person got something totally different from what I get from the movie. But hey, and it but it makes sense. Like, okay, I can right. see that. Well, so yeah, he's he's younger, so social. Yeah. Whereas I got from it that life is traumatic. Uh there's lots of things that could hold you back. You don't want to dive into that. Uh, mm-hmm. You need to keep moving forward. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you 100%. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> let the, the trauma of your past hold you back for your, from your future. Exactly, right. And then on <clears throat> on kind of like the the black side of the story, it, it, you know, what, and what I got of it also is, you know, black people 
in America that that helped establish something within the zeitgeist of you know film and things like that, like reclaiming reclaiming that reclaiming that legacy, right? Um, because it's like it went to the whole the beginning, kind of focusing on like the moving picture, and then Kiki Palmer goes into the whole thing, like, oh, do you know the first movie was you know, Cowboy was a black man, da, 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 you know, and. Throughout the movie, we're seeing this black family that owns this business slowly getting kind of shut out the business and kind of like losing their legacy within this industry. And when at the end, when Kiki Palmer finally get that picture, for me, that was like symbolizing them reclaiming their legacy again. Well, I, I would I would even with everything that's been going on in the U.S. lately, I would say that it's it's also um, it's it's saying a lot about America and that we have been shutting out Black history, Black voices, uh, and we need to let you all reclaim that. I feel like society and the white folks keep pushing all down because we're scared very scared of your power. You heard this from Fly Entertainment. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, and please, if you want to have a forum with your other like brethren of <laughs> brothers and sisters and let them know that also, that'd be cool. Uh, a couple of billion of them, you know, that'd be cool. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So they can get on board to your way of thinking, we'll all be better off. Uh, but yeah, so you're right. You're definitely right. Yeah. And like I say, you know, that's why I think this movie is so unique because there's like so many different things that the movie is saying. Um, it's kind of like you can kind of pluck specific things in this movie and get something out of it. Um, but yeah, it was it's surprisingly dense as far as all of the things that Jordan Peele is putting out there for you to kind of break down the headlines and kind of draw your own conclusions to. But, and the, but the thing is, it's not a lot of movies that do that anymore. You know, like a lot of people don't have the patience to just kind of sit down and watch the nuances, the nuance of a character or a scene or, you know, or a monologue, something like that. It's like, just like what you were saying about Jupe um, and the sister and brother, and the whole account of what he was saying, trying to replay, replay his trauma, a lot of people probably yeah. wouldn't even like looked at the scene like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where Jordan Peele does such an amazing job. Like, you can, you can go in and watch his films, and they're amazing films, amazing stories. Like, the story moves you along. It's just fantastic storytelling. You can just enjoy the story or you can peel back the the many, many layers of onion that he puts into his films to to have a in-depth conversation about trauma, about holding people back, about code switching, about taking over other people's identities. I mean... Yeah. There's so much in his films <laughs> or you can just sit back and, and have some fun mind candy. 
Yeah, totally. <clears throat> it's something for everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So our rating goes as follow. Um, ass on the couch slash uh, smooth flying. Great film. Uh, on the background slash turbulence. It's a meh. Uh, ultimately, go out says slash crash and burn. Like I would do anything to risk my life than to sit here and watch this movie, have this movie in my eyeballs. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's, it's sit on the sofa. Um, I've watched it twice in the past week. It's, it's, it is a fantastic film. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's, it's definitely my, it's in my top 10 films of 2022. Um, you know. Yeah, for, an, for another, a, another film that was not uh, that didn't get any Oscar nominations, which is really unfortunate. Really um, unfortunate. Really, I mean, this boggles my mind because it's like, okay, if you're not going to really give recognition to, you know, the screenplay or the acting, or I mean, at the middle of this movie, I was like, what? At the minimum, special effects, cinematography. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, sound design. Hello, sound mixing. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, something. I mean, like, what Woman King and Nope is like, damn. Like, just like, it is kind of like, ah, eh. Like, but. Yeah, I mean, the Motion Picture Sound Editors of America nominated it for Best Sound. Maybe the Oscars should. Oscars are so white. Yeah, I yeah, I just don't know who do the voting over there, but uh, it's probably people that haven't even seen these movies, and they're probably riding the social media wave of oh, you know, yeah. this 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 movie is getting a lot of attention. Okay, well let's just nominate that. It's like, did you watch it? No, but it's just getting a lot of attention. So I guess it's a, I guess it's good. I guess. No. Um, anywho, <laughs> so there you have it. Nope, uh, great watch for me. Jordan Peele is batting, batting three for three. Uh, that's an amazing record so far, and we are excited for the next one he drops, hopefully sooner than later. Uh, it's on Peacock if you have that streaming service, uh, and it's also rental, and I think you can buy it. Um, on Blu-ray uh, for all of my cinephiles that still collect physical media. Uh, definitely uh, pick that up. Uh, so yeah, so there you have it. Nope. AKA not of planet Earth. Uh, and we'll catch y'all next week with another one. Until then, we wish everyone safe travels, distancing, and keep wearing those masks. The virus is airborne. Yes, be careful, y'all. Peace.